Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Thursday, December 14th. The Ravens are gearing up for a matchup on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road on Sunday night football. As the Ravens got ready for that game, today we heard from the coordinators. So let's kick things off with special teams coordinator Chris Horton. Good to see everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, right now, our, our attention right now is just strictly on, uh, on Jacksonville Sunday night football. Uh, we understand what's in front of us. We understand that uh, Jacksonville has a pretty good uh, special teams unit. Uh, we faced these guys last year, and we're just looking to go out and really just play our, uh, can continue to try to play our best football questions. Chris, how can you make it so you have 76 yard returns for touchdowns every, every time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. You know, uh, one of the things, man, I think just a lot of things have to happen. A lot of things have to go right in order for those things to happen, right? Um, you, one, you gotta get the ball. You gotta get the right, the right punt. Um, and then you got to you got to take care of the gunners, right? You take care of the gunners, and then you take care of the guys covering down the field uh, legally with good blocks, uh, good attention to details. And then you got to have uh, the returner back there, uh, one make a guy miss and go to distance. That's really how it's done. Um, if those things could happen all the time, shoot, I'd I'd be happy, you know. <laughs> Obviously, a lot happened for Tyler in that game um, with the offsides, and then you know he has to come in for. Devin, um, you know, what were your conversations like? And he said he was really hard on himself. Do you, were you sensing that? Were you trying to bring him out of that? You know, uh, on that offsides play, uh, it's just one of those things when you, after the game, uh, you, you kind of talk to him. Uh, you don't really understand because that's the same play that uh, Duve actually got hurt on uh, on that play. So, uh, shoot, as his coach, I was I was frustrated. You know, that's a, that's a change of possession. Um, and then, you know, I kind of go over, I have a conversation with him, and then um, – at some point throughout the game, you know, they say, hey, um, dude's down, all right? And then you go back to Thailand and you say, hey, you're going to be the punt returner. Uh, there's going to be some opportunities there. And the first things first is uh, possession of the football. Uh, that's one of the things we talk about all the time. He did that. And then from there, it's just let his natural football ability take over. I mean, he's got that, right? He's a good receiver. Uh, once, he, once he gets the ball in his hands, all those guys have capability of making those kind of plays. Tylen's, uh, Tylen's resilience, because he's a guy I remember we talked to during training camp, and he said he was sitting in his car waiting for the clock to turn 4 o'clock to make sure that he was going to make the team. To go from that point to what he did this past weekend, can you talk a little bit about his resilience? You know, it just just speaks to kind of who he is and 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 what he's done. Uh, it's a guy that goes out there every day and he just puts it, just puts the work in and uh, he just waits for the opportunity when his number's called. And I think that's that that speaks a lot to kind of who he is as a person. Um, 
I mean, when he first got here as a as a rookie, I didn't I didn't really know who he was and what he was. I just knew he was a receiver. We put him out there, you know, as a young guy, and he played gunner and he made plays, uh, you know. So you just speak back to all those all those plays he's made. I mean, this is just the one that got in the end zone this big return, right? But Tylen's been making plays for us really since he's got here as a special teamer. Harbaugh said that was a long run all the way down there to the end zone, and we saw you in the camera running right along there with him. Did you feel that too? Oh, I definitely, I definitely felt it. You know, uh, my adrenaline was, it was, it was gone. I got all the way down to that huddle. Uh, I started to cramp up a little bit, and then you know, I realized, you know what, I, I got to get back. Uh, Chase is on the other side. Uh, Chase was one of my teammates in uh, New York, so I had to go down there, you know, shake his hand. But you know, it's all, it's all love. Those are the those are really the plays that that we look for, the plays that we aim for. I talk about, you know, it's it's easy to go out there and have good plays. We've had good plays uh, this year, but those are the great plays. You know, the I always talk about in the return game, the plays that score are the great plays. Um, you know, but we've had a lot of good ones, and we finally got us a great one on Sunday. Uh, we're just looking forward to going back out there, man, and continue to try to build on that. For you, is that the most exhilarating moment of your coaching career? And how does that compare to your playing careers? Is, is that the, the best moment of your careers? That is the best moment of my coaching career uh, by far. Uh, to, to win the game in, the, in that fashion uh, as a coach, you know, you're just you're so excited for the for the guys first, you know, and then and then as a coach, you sit back and you think about how much time, you know, uh, Randy, TJ, and Sam and I, uh, and Harbs when he's in there, how much time we put in there just working and trying to come up with ways to, to score for great plays to happen and the attention to details in that situation. But um, that was definitely the best one as a coach, for sure. All right, thank you for that was special teams coordinator Chris Horton. We also heard from offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Coach Odell Beckham you know, previously, what do you think has been the biggest difference for him over the last month where you know, the production has gone way up and you know, it's not as though he's playing 100% of the snaps? I think health. I think he's played a big part of it. He's relatively healthy. He's able to practice. So <clears throat> the confidence that he has to play at a certain level and the confidence we have to play him, put him in certain situations. Todd, did you feel like Ronnie really raised his level from two weeks earlier, and how critical is his performance to you getting where you need to go on offense? He certainly fought through. You know, I mean, I think that it's uh, the knee is going to continue to strengthen. You know, and I thought he worked awfully hard last week to get to get to that point, and it's only going to continue to get stronger, as I just said. So, um, certainly, we need that. Certainly, it's. Um, you know, with all these teams that you play and then you get in the playoffs and, and we've gone a, bit, gone a bunch of them, you know, from the Bengals to the Steelers to the Browns to the Chargers to where you're like, who's lighting up at left end, you know, our left side. So uh, it's a real challenge for anybody's left tackle and it's a real credit to Ronnie in terms of how hard he worked uh, to keep strengthening that and how hard he's working this week. How would you um, kind of describe, I guess, the continuity between Lamar and Zay, Odell versus some of the other guys now versus, you know, first couple of years of the season? Well, <clears throat> like anything, it's just practice reps. That's all it is. The more you're around the guys that you have to have that rapport with, uh, the connection is going to grow, the anticipation of where they're going to be, the communication, how we call it. You know, in terms of targets, sometimes you're trying to design things where you want the ball there and sometimes the ball just finds them. 
you know, just by progression. Sometimes it's it's not always by design, especially with a guy like Lamar. You know, some of the plays that he ends up making, it's not by design. It's where he ends up. So everybody be alive. Ty, there was a lot of talk this all season about you know Lamar saying that you're handing him the keys to the offense. Talking about how he feels more empowered what he can do with this offense. How often do you kind of see him changing the plays there at the line, and how do you think that that has gone so far? It's been fine. Um, it doesn't come up as as often as you would think. Um, but when it does come up, he has the authority to do that. You know, in terms of within the scheme of what we're doing or the concept itself, um, certain concepts lend a more flexibility to that. I don't even know if that's the right word, but lends itself to where he has uh, the ability to change things. But most of the time we work through that during the week in terms of what he likes and doesn't like. And there's not one concept that if Lamar doesn't like, we don't run it. I mean, I ask him as the week goes on, like, um, you know, depending on it, could be a shot, could be a quick game, could be anything that's in there. Like, let's go through them. Do you not feel comfortable with this? And if you don't, then we take it out. We don't need more plays. We need to execute better. Some deep shots against the Rams. How much of that was by virtue of the opponent you were facing and just seeing opportunities for that versus coming out of the bye and seeing your offense in a better position to take more of those shots? Sometimes it just presents itself. Um, sometimes you have those called in other games and the ball doesn't find that spot. Uh, ends up a check down or ends up you have a breakdown in protection. So to the naked eye, may feel like we took more shots and I'd have to go back and look at it, but we certainly have the same amount within reasons each game. When you're looking at screens, get the ball out, rhythm throws, movements, play actions, and drop backs. We try to stay within a certain window uh, the best we can. Certain games go another way than others, you know. Um, like I said, sometimes the ball finds them, you know. I mean, did we go into the game anticipating that many throws? No. Did we anticipate two lengthy two-minute drives? that are going to skew that, that are going to make it look a little bit more like, um, you know, that we were throwing it more often. We were a little bit, but not to that extent. Hell, we had 18 plays till we had that 12 play before halftime. So sometimes by design and sometimes by protection, coverage, you know, allows itself, you know, for the ball to find that. Some of the other plays when Lamar moves around, it lends itself to that. Well, first of all, I think Lamar is, first of all, he's already very confident in his ability. And I don't mean that overconfident. He loves playing football. Um, I mean, he's one of the rare guys I've been around. There's guys that like football and he loves football. I mean, he loves to play. So those moments uh, never get too big for him, ever. Um, from what I've seen, I should never say that hell up. What have I been here, 13 games? I mean, so hell, it should never. Well, that's a pretty short stay. Um, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, I do think that um, the more often you're able to have success, certainly it builds confidence with your ability to feel like, you know, you're never out of it, I guess, would be the way to say that. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the way it turned out was, I mean, I don't know, I've been doing this 30-something years, and uh, 
you can count on one, maybe two hands a number of times. You have a game like that. I mean, pretty cool. I mean, you don't want the night to end because the next day you're on to the next team and you're like, well, this shit's over. You got to be kidding me. Can I enjoy this? Can we get a week? Now, that would have been really cool going to the bye week, right? That, now you could have enjoyed it a lot longer than that. But it's like, okay, this is over. Great. But that was, uh, that was an unbelievable credit to our players and their execution down the stretch. Um, obviously, it didn't feel like that in first and second down. Didn't feel like that execution was at a high level. But we certainly came back on that third down. So, Todd, relative to your time with Odell before, compared to what you see with him now, just physically and his ability as a receiver, does he look like the same guy that you knew before? Is it different? What do you see? Well, I think I said this early on when he came. You know, he's up. He's always been a highly intelligent football player, understands the game, outstanding balance and body control, tracking the football, which you still see. You still see that. Like with any player, um, you know, over time, you know, your body gets older. I mean, it's the way it is. I mean, but he still has it. You see it every day when he's out there practicing, the way he moves and his explosiveness. Um, but you can certainly see, like I said, uh, guys that are crafty, guys that are great at tracking the ball, balance of body control, they never lose that. They never lose that part of, like, their game. And uh, he still has that. Savoring the Rams game a little bit longer. Uh, the two-point conversion, the play that Lamar made on, on that, your thoughts when you look back on that play on film? Well, what's interesting is, you know, you don't um, give it due justice when it's at full speed. Because you don't always see, and it's the same thing with the throws when you're under duress. You might not see to the naked eye that there was a D lineman in your face. You might not see what exactly. Like, to me, it worked just like we designed it. We blocked that thing perfect, got out there, ran shark route, didn't like that, went there. You're like, you're going, God, did that look like crap? And he made a hell of a play, him and Zay. Like, I'm serious, with naked eye, you're all all fired up. Hey, we ran this. And you look back and go, hell, oh, guy just couldn't run anything. He just ran around and made a play. I mean, and I'm joking, but it, there's some of that, you know, was really good route by Zay. And, you know, we, we got a little loose with the protection. Then he had to step up there and, um, you know, I mean. And I've been on the other side of that where you don't get the two-point conversion and they go down and kick a field goal. And that was the difference, that margin right there. Um, I mean, wow, what a, what a tremendous play by both those guys. And, uh, you know, obviously was a big part of us. We ended up winning the game. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Todd, I, I know you with Pat Ricard, he's, he's listed as a fullback, but he kind of extended as a, as a tight end. And, but you've heard over the years about the fullback position. I mean, do you think that will always be a part of of football, or do you think that is still one position that could ultimately kind of phase down? Well, I think you said he's not really a fullback because yeah. we don't line him up there very much um, for a number of reasons why. He lined up a little bit more there last year when, when Oliver was here. A little bit different when you have, um, you know, you know, when you end up with like maybe a blocking tight end a little bit more in terms of a C-gap area. But So he's more of a tight end. But, you know, you know, teams that are using fullbacks, I think that's where we've, our guys have done a great job in the run game in terms of utilizing his strengths. Because um, now you're seeing teams that are using fullbacks, they're using them more as, uh, you know, they're, they're not as big as Pat. I mean, let's just be real honest. Um, they're more athletic guys you can do more with. And oh, that, that, hold on, scratch that, cut off every camera. All right, Pat is very capable. I'm just saying that. Um, 
they're just different skill sets. I'll just put it that way. All right. So, and we're fired up the pets here. Goddamn, I got to go back, you know, team. So we're fired up pets here. It just, the, the days of that part of it, the game is changing and it's changing from the levels below. Same with your tight ends, you know, guys that are more blocking tight ends are playing tackle or defense. You're see more air raid wise playing tight end, more route running, ball catch. And that's also your, you don't have fullbacks. That's what Pat wasn't. Like he was a dealer there. You're, you're having makeshift guys in those positions. So it's just, but um, fired up we have him. He's done a great job. And we've used him a lot more, like I said, in line. That was OC Todd Munkin. Next up is defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Good to see everybody. What do you got? Mike, can't uh, be this easy. <laughs> uh, obviously, Jacksonville last year was uh, a tough way to, to end that game. Um, we didn't get a chance to ask you after the Cleveland game how that kind of ended in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You, know, you guys are usually good, you know, quarter one through quarter four, but when there have been those fall-offs in the fourth quarter, has it been easy to pinpoint what has kind of contributed to those those sudden collapses? Um, yeah, well, so talking about the Cleveland game, uh, we're in a two-minute situation, and then at some point it really becomes a four-minute situation, you know, when uh, time kind of goes back on their side and they're trying to kick a field goal, so our, our mind kind of shifts in, 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 the, in that particular situation. Uh, the Jacksonville game last year was a straight-up, hey, they got four downs, they got plenty of time to go down and score. We got to stop them. Um, and that, you know, with that game, we, had a, we got them to a third and long, you know, uh, had two downs to try to get them to fourth down, and uh, you know we didn't didn't make those plays to make it. I think when you when you're looking at you know fourth quarter drives to win the game, um, you're not really thinking in terms of calls and plays. You're thinking in players of players and matchups. And um, our guys understand you know it's hard to stop a team with four downs. So a lot of times it's a takeaway or a sack that you know to leads to victories in those situations. So our mindset is to go out and and play our technique and be aggressive and. Um, you know, obviously there's the strategy involved and what the things that the offenses are doing and the things that we're, you know, kind of countering with on defense and that changed from game to game. But uh, the philosophy is always the same. We want to be we want to be in attack mode and stay aggressive. And um, ultimately, you know, it's going to it's going to take a play, you know, to win those types of games. Mike, how impressed are you with Kyle Hamilton's toughness? I mean, he tweaks the knee, comes back in, tweaked it again. He said he wanted to come back in and, yeah. until you guys had him down and he's already practicing this week. I mean, just Beyond his talents, which, which are a given, I mean, what does that say about someone uh, just wanting to be out there like that? Yeah, well, you said it. I mean, it's he's a tough guy. And, uh, you know, just I think, you know, talking to him about what he was thinking through the situation, it was, you know, he, he's a, it was a funny story to hear about it, you know, because it, it was the play before where he hit, you know, he tackled the crosser and then come back, didn't really realize it was banged up until later. Probably had some adrenaline going in that situation. But, yeah, he's a, he's a tough dude. With Trevor Lawrence, obviously his ability to run is something to monitor. He was coming off the ankle injury before. When when you look back at the film, did you see see a quarterback that can still very much hurt you with his legs, and and that's a, something you have to focus on this week? Uh, yeah, definitely. It wouldn't have guessed that he hurt his ankle, the, you know, the week prior. So um, just like we're talking about with Kyle, you know, obviously a tough player, and uh, willing to stand in there and, and and take hits and make throws and. Um, try to extend plays and even, you know, doesn't slide much down the field either, but very competitive player, very tough. 
um, definitely speaks to you know the type of guy he has come back so quick and, and not really showing any signs of weakness. Like um, during the bye week, um, John Harbaugh said he's not at all concerned about the running defense. Sunday, obviously, the second half you shut down the run game. The first half you probably gave him one. Like, where where is that run defense at? Do you have any concerns? And um, how you know do you see the need for improvements there? Uh, you know, down this home stretch. Um, I don't. I, I'm not going to call it a concern, but absolutely, absolutely, area for improvement. Um, it goes with every aspect of the defense, right? You're always evaluating it. Shoot, we're doing it in game, making adjustments of um, front structures. We want to play personnel groups. Uh, the Rams are a little unique in how they, uh, in terms of what we've seen throughout the year. So, um, making sure we're playing the plays that we need to be able to play, and then um, and you turn the tape on. So a lot of it is. We're not calling different things throughout the game, but how we're playing the plays and guys getting used to it, there's something to be said about that. And obviously, schematically, you've know, you got to be able to adapt as games go on as well. So um, we're, not con I'm not, we're never concerned about anything. You're always thinking about, OK, through the lens of where are we, where do we want to be, how do we get there? And that's, that's how we're approaching it. Like with um, you know, Kyle does so much, and he's so versatile. Um, if he's not on the field, like what? Does that affect you at all schematically? I mean, I guess, you know, what's the difference between having him, a guy like that, on the field versus not? Well, he's, like you said, I mean, he's such a unique player, so you can use him uniquely. And if he's not out there, um, not just not one guy is going to be able to do the things that he can do. Now, we have people that can go in and perform at a high level, which you've seen. Um, but, you know, it probably won't be just one person filling, you know, the roles that we'd have him to play. So you can get there through personnels and different calls and things. You know, to uh, kind of alleviate you know the stress of, of not having him out there. How involved do you get during the week, knowing how he's feeling and responding, so you can prepare for you know X, Y, or Z, if, depending on his health? Yeah, anytime someone's kind of up in the air, you, you kind of have to have the contingency plan, and it, that goes the same for really every position. Hey, what happens if so and so breaks a you know a chin strap? You know, who's going in? What's your backup plan? How does the game plan adjust? I mean, it's it's impossible to cover all those bases. But you try as much as you can and try to think through some of those things. So when it does happen, it's kind of like you've been practicing it all week. You kind of know what direction you need to go. And coaches do a great job of input on who's ready for what. And uh, you know, in this situation, we have you know the whole week to kind of work our contingency plans on how everything shakes out. So it's a little different when it happens in real time. But yeah, you're definitely always thinking about those things. All right. Thanks, Mike. OK, all right, thank you. That was defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. We also heard from Todd Munkin and Chris Horton. Now the Ravens will play Sunday on NBC, and that game kicks off at 8.20 p.m. against Jacksonville. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. 
Visit Mrs. Myers.com today.